Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. Hello and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about five mindset mistakes that consultants make on project. This episode, uh, which is the number 61, is a little bit of a follow-up on the episode 59 in which I was talking about uh, ego, how your ego can hurt you on a consulting project as a project leader or a team leader. And uh, today I'm going to talk more from the perspective of the consultant that is not necessarily a leader on the project, but more kind of a team member. And I won't be talking about necessarily ego, but more about uh, mistakes, what I call mistakes that you may have in terms of your mindset, because your mindset will drive your thoughts and your thoughts will drive your actions. Your actions will drive then your results. And to me, these are five common mindset mistakes that I have uh, seen throughout my career. So I'm going to list them one by one. But first, before I uh, before I start, I just want to make a small advertising, small announcement, because I am going to speak at an event, and uh, the event is called Build Your Consulting Business Now. It's a summit, and it's organized by um, the wonderful Jacqueline Grant. And actually, on the show notes and on the consultinglifestyle.fm website, there is a, uh, a referral link through which you can... Uh, uh, register for the event. So uh, the event actually uh, starts on Tuesday, Tuesday the 6th of October 2020, and it will finish on uh, Saturday the 10th of October 2020. I will be talking on Friday, so uh, Friday the 9th of October at uh, 3 p.m. I'm going to talk about why it is great to be an independent information technology consultant because this is what I do. I am a digital transformation consultant Therefore, I am active in the information technology industry and I'm doing it for myself uh, with my uh, company, ERP Happy. But as you are listening to a podcast about consulting, I'm sure the subject of consulting does interest you. So uh, registering for that event is definitely a great decision. There would be um, a lot of keynotes, presentations and interviews on various topics that touch uh, consulting. So one you would have the mindset, you would have the importance of your knowledge, importance of uh, networking, and uh, you uh, may have some what is called some master classes. And as part of the master classes that will happen on, uh, on Friday, I will be talking about why it is great to be an independent information technology consultant. So if you want to um, get into the event and see my presentation, you will see it in the show notes of the episode or you go to the website consultinglifestyle.fm slash 61. Six, one, basically. So let's start with the episode and the five mindset mistakes that consultants make on project. The first one is the know-it-all consultant. Usually you're hired as a consultant because of your knowledge and because of your uh, experience with the problem that your client is experiencing. So, of course, if you don't know anything about the subject, you would never be hired. At least you're hired because you, you know at least more than the client how he or she or the organization can solve 
their problem or at least realize their goal. But it's not because you know more that you know it all. Meaning it's not also because you have made, uh, you have solved the same type of problem with a, a company that is active in the same industry or in the same country or the same type of business owner that you you only need to copy paste what you have done in the past and, and, uh, and apply it with your new client. And I have seen this problem of no-it-all consultants. And the consequence of that is that you may, uh, not apply active listening with the new clients that you have. You may be focused on, oh, okay, I already know what problem your experience is. I, I've already seen it three, four, five times elsewhere. So I'm, I already know what is the cure for your problem. And that's when you may run into making mistakes that you then have to retract and you may end up not being uh, trusted by your uh, by your client because you made you made one first mistake after saying that uh, you are you have already seen and you have already understood the whole problem and that's really not good for your uh, reputation at the end so even if you are pretty sure that you uh, you know what type of problems the client has you think that you know as well what solution they need Always practice active listening and try to gather as much information as possible so that you are sure that you are making the right recommendations, applying the right solution or making the right decisions for your clients. The second mindset mistake is the consultant that says, I am not a trainer. Of course, training is actually very often part of uh, what you do as a consultant even though you may not have the hat of being the trainer. Sometimes the trainer is someone that is working in the client's company and they are, uh, and they are sometimes called also a super user and they will be training their colleagues on the new solution, on the new software or on the new process that you have implemented. And some consultant says, okay, I'm here to solve the problem, to provide the solution, but I'm not here to train your people or I'm not here even to train my counterpart at the client. And I think that's one problem because we tend to think that if we train the person or a client counterpart uh, on the solution or on the software or on the process that we have to implement, it's kind of counterproductive because we think that we will lose our job. But that's not true. It is not true that you are harming yourself when you're training your counterpart at the client, actually you, on the long run, you will be appreciated because you're empowering your client to be able to use your solution. And then if you have, and it is something that I have uh, read recently in the book Dotcom Secrets, where the author of the book, uh, Russell Branson, refers to uh, what is called the value ladder meaning that you bring your um, clients to uh, use one of your services at a certain level of value, and then they um, gradually go higher and higher on your value ladder. So the more you empower your uh, client, the higher they can go into your value ladder. What you want to do is you want to progress with your client. You don't want them to stay at the level of evolution they are, that they don't move so that they always have to uh, ask you to do exactly the same thing long term. The third mindset mistakes is something that everybody has been, um, how can I say that? I have been guilty of that. And, uh, and I think uh, a lot of people have been, uh, have been guilty of that. I will not say everybody. I blame the client consultants. When you are in a project in which 
you as a consultant or your consulting company is actually managing the project, it's difficult to say that you can uh, blame the client in case of problems. So sometimes, for example, and I'm talking about information technology project, we cannot build any solution without information provided by the clients. Information with regards to their data, information with regards to their processes, information with regards to their servers, to their systems that they want to keep, the systems that they want to uh, get rid of, the departments, the new departments that they want to build, etc. We need, we thrive on information. It's impossible to build a solution without getting that business information. And sometimes when you don't have enough information or enough precise information or the wrong information or information that is outdated, it's true that you may uh, run into building a solution that is not what the client actually wanted. But it's also because you did not get the information that you want. So for sure, this type of situation exists and it's uh, unfortunately not that uncommon, but there are ways in which you can try to prevent that to happen. And by being proactive into trying to uh, collect the information that you get from your clients. So uh, usually if you're a consultant on different projects, it happens, but in your career, you should not see that happen too much because if you see it very often, like, okay, whenever I do a project, uh, the client is not providing me enough information. The client does not provide me with the right resources. The client does not dedicate enough time to be working on the project and make it a success. Okay. These are all valid issues, existing issues, but if it happens, if it happens uh, repeatedly, then there might be something wrong with yourself. Not doesn't mean that you as a consultant is not competent or that you're not willing, but there might be something else in your sales process or when you start the project, maybe you have to put some boundaries, some uh, project rules in order to make sure that, that the project is a success. So the consultant that says, I blame the client repeatedly, actually doesn't look good on the consultant. It's not on the client that at the end, uh, if you blame the client, it's not on the client that uh, we will be uh, looking at. We'll be looking at the consultant. It's you that is providing the service. The fourth one is the X years of experience argument. Very often, mostly in the the B2B world where you have consultants that are doing their um, craft since 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 10 years, etc. Where you have many years of experience it's pretty close to the know-it-all consultant, but you may think that because of your years of experience, by default, you might you may be right. Or by default, you think you have the right method to uh, run the project. Or you think that you um, necessarily have the right uh, solution. So the number of years of experience is an indicator, a strong indicator, but it does not mean that you will always be right or that the person with less experience will always be wrong. You still need to practice active and empathic listening before making or making a decision about a solution, a software process or whatever, whichever result you need to provide as part of your consulting project. The last mindset mistake, that's the fifth one, is the consultants who think that the longer a project uh, lasts, the better it is. Actually, it can be a little bit counterintuitive because when you get one contract, you might, sometimes when you're an independent contractor in information technology, you might have a contract that will last for six months, three months, uh, one year or two years. And uh, usually you will want to have the contract that or that will last, that will necessarily last the longest. 
this can have a perverse effect if you have no flexibility in terms of price, if you have uh, no flexibility in terms of working conditions. So, for example, if uh, your uh, your work is necessarily full time and your role is necessarily as long as it is uh, within your niche, maybe it's good if you have to do exactly the same work or the same tasks. But uh, maybe if you are a uh, supply chain improvement consultant, you may want to uh, explore within your niche different um, aspects of supply chain um, process improvement. And when you are in a contract that lasts maybe for one or two years and uh, you're doing exactly the same thing, you may run the risk of not seeing enough of what happens on the on the market because your head will be uh, down down with uh, working with your uh, uh, with your clients and that's good you deliver great work but then maybe the market is changing the other thing is that uh, maybe there are other skills that you don't develop that always depends on what are your goals as a consultant if you just want to be independent consultant just a contractor and uh, you have uh, one deal per year then it's fine but if you're a consultant that want to kind of have a small business or want to also uh, market yourself differently, you would want to have a bit more uh, variety. Another perverse effect is mostly uh, for consultants that do uh, hourly billing. You think that the longer you will work, the better it is for you because the more you will get paid. The perverse effect there is that some result that you could achieve in one month, you might take three months to do it. Also, your value increases with time. You didn't know much about your client when you started, but six months later, you know much more. So you can answer the questions or you can get to the point much faster. That increases your value. Sometimes it is not always easy for you because of the, the increase in value to translate the increase of value in, into an increase of price when you work on an hourly basis. I'm not saying it is impossible, but it is more difficult. That's why I like something that was said by a uh, Deborah Zan on a, an episode on the craft of consulting in which she was talking about having a value statement because the value statement is something that can be progressive around the years, the month or the time that you work with your clients. But when you have an hourly price, you are in a certain way, you may commoditize yourself. So uh, that's the bit of the danger that, that is there. So uh, when you, you have a long contract, you may think it's a great deal, but at the same time, you don't have the space and the time to uh, increase your value uh, on the market. So uh, these are, I think, my uh, five mindset mistakes that consultants make on projects. And I'm really taking the perspective of the consulting team members. And let me know if you think that they are, if you disagree or if you agree with the mindset mistakes that I've mentioned. And also if you think that there are other mindset mistakes that you have seen or that you have yourself experienced in your career, you yourself are with, with consultants. Just a reminder about, uh, because actually at the time of recording, it's really like um, Monday, 5th of October, 2020. And it's really this week uh, that there will be the summit, build your consulting business now. And I will be talking uh, on a Friday, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, meaning uh the time zone of, uh, of New York, I will be making a presentation about why it is great to be an independent IT consultant. So uh, there is a link in the show notes. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you there or at least to interact with you and provide me with your uh, feedback about the episode and about the podcast in general. Uh, that would be great. So I am um, contactable on LinkedIn 
or on the website consultinglifestyle.fm. Thank you, and we talk again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekoura.